2: hey everybody it's wednesday december 20th 2023 welcome to the nfl fantasy football show it's me your man mg marcus grant joined by michael f florio we are previewing thursday night football the saturday doubleheader and the early sunday games from week 16. We've made it through one week of the playoffs. Uh, You guys said you had like six teams that got through or something this week.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um humble brag.
3: Humble brag there. Three of them were <laughs> on by so if they did not have a bye, I would have lost because they all had Tyreek Hill on them.
2: Oh, there you go. So <laughs> yeah. uh Tyreek Hill, I know, sunk a lot of people's fantasy teams. Uh, look, it's it's what happens unfortunately this time of year. Injuries happen, and uh sometimes you end up missing your best player at a key situation. So that's sort of what happened there. Uh, of course we're gonna look into week 16. We'll preview the entire slate, we'll give you our fantasy heroes. For the week as well, plenty to do because we have all 32 teams playing. But first, let's start, as we always do about this time, with some fantasy headlines. The biggest one for the week in Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, is expected to miss week 16, very well could miss week 17. So it looks like Jamar Chase might be done for the fantasy playoffs. T. Higgins moves up. We saw him have a really good game last week. So I think it's sort of a no-brainer that you're starting him. What about Tyler Boyd? Would you take the chance on Boyd with no Jamar Chase?
3: It, it, to me, it depends on your circumstance. Like in one of my leagues where I have Tyreek Hill, I also have Nico Collins. My back, bench backup option was Demarcus Robinson, who plays on Thursday. So I want to give my injured studs as much time as possible. So I'm not going to play Robinson. I ended up... Dropping him to pick up Tyler Boyd, and now he is my backup option there. I I think it's like that. Like you're you're not starting him over your studs, but if you're in need of a flex or a wide receiver, he's going to get a volume boost. And Jake Browning has been playing out of his mind good
2: lately. Browning has been playing out of his mind, but yeah, I don't know that I'm confident enough yet in Tyler Boyd in this situation. Again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? If this were Week Seven, Week Eight, yeah. Sure, I'll throw Tyler Boyd in the lineup and I'll see what happens. This is a win or go home situation. I guess win or stay home because you're not going anywhere. It's fantasy football. Um, <laughs> if this is a, a win or else situation for you, I don't know that I can throw Tyler Boyd in there on a hope and a wish that he gets a whole bunch of targets from Jake Browning. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, we have another change at quarterback. Desmond Ritter back to the bench for a second time. Taylor Heineke is going to get the start. And by all reports, it's Heineke's job for the remainder of the season. Last time we saw Taylor Heineke wasn't great. Uh, last week with Desmond Ritter wasn't great. What are we doing with Bajan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts? Now that it's uh, it's T Heineke the rest of the way.
3: Uh, I know earlier in the year I was calling for Taylor Heineke because my thinking was like, he'll just throw up YOLO balls (laughs) to to those guys. It didn't really translate. It was better, I would say, but it didn't really translate to a whole bunch of fantasy success. I think you get away from Kyle Pitts. One game with double digits since week seven. I know Drake London had that huge game a couple weeks ago. Comes right back three targets the next week. It is too difficult to trust these pass catchers here. That being said, though, I still think you got to go with Bijan. The last time Arthur Smith had to answer for questions why you didn't use Bijan more, to give him 21 opportunities the next week. He knows his job is potentially on the line, and the Colts have really struggled against running backs both on the ground and through the air. So Bijan is the only Falcons player I feel comfortable
2: with. 100% the only guy that I feel comfortable Comfortable? Comfortable might even be a stretch (laughs) that I'm willing to put in a lineup this week. And I I can't with London. I can't with Pitts for the things you mentioned. Heineke just looked bad the last time around. And there's no telling with the way this offense has been schemed up that those guys even get opportunities that we won't see, you know, some targets to Cordero Patterson or, you know, Michael Pruitt or Johnny Smith or, or somebody like that. I just... I can't get behind any of the pass catchers, which breaks my heart. But it this is where we are right now uh, with the Falcons offense. Okay. Let's get to the start of week 16. We'll get it kicked off, as always, with Thursday night football, the Saints and the Rams, just right over past that window to my right here at SoFi Stadium, 8:15 Eastern. You can see that on Prime Video. The Saints offense kind of coming around. I mean, Derek Carr had three touchdown passes last week. Uh, They got a big win, did New Orleans. Alvin Kamara playing very well this season. Let's put it more or less. 95 scrimmage yards for Alvin Kamara. You go more, you go less.
3: I'm going to choose to believe and say (laughs) more. Uh, I I looked over his game log and... Three of the last four weeks, he has topped 100 scrimmage yards, and that's the thing. If this was rushing, I would take the under, but I think if the Saints are trailing, we're going to get plenty of dump-off passes to Alvin Kamara. So the opportunity, the volume, I think uh, will lead him to get close to 100. It could be like 50 on the ground, 50 uh, as a receiver.
2: I'm going to say less, but not by a lot. You know, I think he can still get you 90, 90 or so scrimmage yards. I think it's going to come sort of both ways. Um, I I just have a sense that if you are the Rams, this is kind of the one thing you're trying to take away right now. Chris Olave, as of us recording this, still uncertain as to whether or not he's going to play on Thursday night. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure where else they really try to go with the football besides loading up Camaro with opportunity. So if I'm the Rams, I'm trying to stop that. I think still so has a decent day. I just don't know that he gets you 95 yards. Maybe he gets a touchdown to sort of offset that. And then you'll feel a whole lot better about the situation. On the other side, Matthew Stafford's been red hot. The Saints have been very good against the pass. More or less one and a half passing touchdowns for Matthew Stafford. More... My hands are off the screen. Uh,
3: <laughs> more. He he has thrown at least two passing touchdowns in each of his last four games with 12 total in that span, 22 po- uh, fantasy points per game. His low game, 18.5. I know those Saints on paper are a hard matchup for quarterbacks. I don't care. He has Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Sean McVay calling the plays. Uh, this This is the best the Rams have looked like, I would say,
2: since their Super Bowl run a couple years ago. They really do look good offensively. And I'm going more as well because Stafford has been red hot. Um, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup doing their thing. Demarcus Robinson, a guy I like as a sleeper, maybe to get some shots down the field. But I think right now with the way the Rams are running, I would trust Matthew Stafford, even in what looks like a tough matchup on paper. So uh, I'm going more there for him. So there it is. Thursday Night Football, of course, as I mentioned, 815 Eastern. You can see that on Prime Video. Do have a couple of Saturday games for the week. The first one, Bengals at Steelers. You can see that at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on the National Broadcasting Company. Um, Look, the Steelers have been a mess offensively. We talked about uh, no Jamar Chase likely. What happens there? Which pass catchers are you comfortable starting in this game?
3: T. Higgins, I think, should be started because the volume boost that he will get with no Jamar Chase there. And I think Deontay Johnson, and that's kind of it. Uh, Deontay Johnson has played with Mason Rudolph, so there's chemistry there. He is clearly the receiver that the Steelers trust most in the red zone with a touchdown and over 13 fantasy points in three straight. George Pickens, I, I think, is far too boomer bust to trust for your season on the line. fryermuth I have as like a streaming tight end option this week, but ideally, I wouldn't want to be playing him. That's how I feel with Tanner Hudson as well. So Higgins. Deontay Johnson. And again, maybe if you're going a little bit deeper, Tyler Boyd.
2: I'm not even 100% sure I feel okay with Deontay Johnson. Just the quarterback situation is still sort of up in the air. I know that Steelers are, you know, I guess leaving the door open for Kenny Pickett to come back this week. If not, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. I just. I do not want. I do not want any part of the Steeler passing game right now. W- with the quarterback situation being as it is, T. Higgins, I'm fine with. We talked about Tyler Boyd. I probably wouldn't. So I would generally stay away from the pass catchers in this game. I'm I'm very very nervous. Uh, I don't feel that way about the second Saturday game, which is the Bills at the Chargers. Again, over at SoFi. Busy weekend at SoFi. Thursday night and Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can see that one on Peacock. Things were not good for the Chargers last week. That's a bit of an understatement. Which Chargers can we play in this one?
3: If Keenan Allen suits up, I think you could play Keenan Allen. And the one that I know a lot of people have questions about is Austin Eckler. I I still think in most instances, you have to start Austin Eckler. You'd have to have probably two, at least two, probably three really good options to get away because the volume is still going to go his way. And, the Bills have struggled this year against pass-catching running backs. I know they haven't allowed a ton of volume on the ground, but still almost five yards per carry. I, I still think just volume alone probably keeps Austin Eckler in play.
2: And that's it. I mean, those, it's just those two guys. It's it's Allen, it's Eckler. And again, it is a volume situation yep. there. I'm, it's not been a great year for Austin Eckler, but he is still their lead running back. He's going to get the majority of the touches. And with new coaches there, I think they're going to want to feature their best players. Keenan Allen, That's Austin Eckler. So you don't have to be excited about it. You don't have to love what the potential outcome is. But I think you are hard-pressed to get away from it because you're not going to find a lot of other players who get that sort of volume in a game where the Chargers are probably going to have to score points. Their defense is bad. The Bills are going to score. The Chargers will have to try and keep up as best as possible. Yep. Get the ball to your playmakers. It's just that simple. You hear that, Arthur Smith? Get the ball to your playmakers. Sometimes football doesn't have to be hard. Doesn't always have to be hard. Sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes it's not. What also is not complicated is the fact that we got plenty more games to talk about. We will continue to dive into the week 16 slate. Going to step away for a quick break. Stick around for more of the NFL Fantasy Football Show.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
2: Diving into the early set of games on Sunday, we'll start with the Colts at the Falcons. Talked about the quarterback change in Atlanta with Taylor Heineke taking over for Desmond Ritter. Do we give Bijan another chance? And on the Indianapolis side, look, dealing with injuries at running back, right? Not sure about Jonathan Taylor. Not sure about Zach Moss. Not sure about Michael Pittman. Can we trust any of the guys that slide into those spots if the stars don't go?
3: Uh, We spoke about Bijan a little bit earlier. I think you trust him again. I wrote about him on Stardom Sidham as well. Uh, With the Colts, look, I don't want to trust those guys, but you might have to. Uh, And if I have to pick one, Trace Sermon is the running back that I prefer over Tyler Goodson. Played more snaps, had more carries, outproduced him yardage-wise. But I think both of them kind of are flex options. With the receivers, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, Uh, Downs might be a little bit of a safer floor. I think Pierce brings more upside because he's the field stretcher there. But again, ideally, like I have Pittman Jr. in a league. I picked up Alex Pierce just to cover my bases. But ideally, I do not want to play him.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it's not the frontline guys for Indianapolis, I don't know that I'm getting behind anybody else in that offense. Again, this is another, it's week 16, you need a win. I don't know that I'm taking that level of chance on somebody that hasn't had a whole lot of snaps, a whole lot of opportunity. I can't do it there. We talked about Bijan. I would be willing to put him in a lineup and just hope that maybe the Falcons decide they want to lean on him a little bit. But that's kind of all I'm doing in this game. Uh, This one might just be one to sort of keep in the background, uh, unless you're a fan of either one of those teams. Packers at the Panthers. Jaden Reed has been having a really good season, may not play this week. If he does not go, which Packers step up? Uh, I
3: think it would be Wicks and and Romeo Dobbs, depending uh, as well if Christian Watson ends up playing or not this week. But uh, Dobbs uh, is the one that I would try to get first, but he's rostered in a good amount of leagues. So Wicks is someone that I was trying to pick up this week, didn't get him in a whole bunch of leagues, but he has stepped up. And I just saw Jaden Reed, in fact, did not practice on Wednesday. So certainly something that we are going to have to monitor uh, heading into Sunday.
2: Yeah, I, I look, I've been on the Jaden Reed train pretty much all year long. If it hasn't been him, maybe it is Christian Watson. It's been hard to figure out. I'll tell you this, I like Tucker Craft sort of as a deep sleeper. Uh, I think he's been getting some opportunities yes, there I agree with that. I do think, though, this ends up being like a big Aaron Jones game more than anything. I think you see him running the football against a bad Carolina defense and maybe not so much uh, through the passing game. So maybe the answer to the question is none, uh, at least in the pass catching situation. Brown's at the Texans. Uh, as of this moment, it does not look like CJ Stroud is going to play. We'll see what's up with Nico Collins. Could be another Case Keenum game. Do you trust your Texans? I guess, do you trust, say, Devin Singletary and Noah <laughs> Brown in this tough matchup?
3: Uh, Yeah, and as of right now, on Wednesday, Nico Collins did not practice so I think you trust Devin Singletary. The Browns' defense is tough, but Singletary is getting a whole bunch of volume as of late. So understand that the floor is lower in this matchup, but volume probably still wins out. Noah Brown is the interesting one because I have a couple of different leagues where I have Noah Brown. And, it, like, Okada spoke about it yesterday yesterday. When, if Nico Collins is out, even if it's Case Keenum, the upside is so high where I think Noah Brown is in play. If Collins surprises
2: and suits up, I think you could play him and get away from Noah Brown. I still think you could play both. Even if Collins suits up, I think you could kind of get both of these guys in. Case Keenum is that guy that you're not playing him in fantasy, but he can get the ball out to the playmakers, right? And I think that you know, he will throw enough, he will have enough volume throwing the football that both these guys are in play. And look, the Browns defense has been very good. The Browns defense is also banged up. They're missing a lot of people. They have a lot of people playing at less than 100%. So maybe what was a really formidable defense earlier in the season is still very good, but not as much of a shutdown unit as it was in the past. So I would trust the pass catchers. I mean, I guess Devin Singletary is the guy, right? Because Damian Pierce played four whole snaps on Sunday. Uh, had one carry against the Titans. It looks like he's fallen out of favor, so maybe Devin is in play as well. I just, at this point, I've kind of washed my hands of the Texans yeah. running backs. I just don't know what to do at this point. I, that That is probably the right approach. So, there it is. A big matchup in the NFC North between the Lions and the Vikings. Last week, we both sort of said around here to maybe not play Jordan uh, Addison if you could avoid it. Um, that was wrong. Uh, he had a huge game for the Vikings, so... Uh, Nick Mullins look like he's still a quarterback. What does Jordan Addison have in store for an encore?
3: Look, he's not going to give you the near 30 fantasy points that he gave you last week, but I think he is someone that you want to play uh, this week against the Lions, who since week 11 have allowed a whole bunch of yards through uh, the air. They also have allowed the fourth most touchdowns and the eighth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this season. And the Lions offense, as good as the Vikings and Brian Flores de- is doing with that defense, they're still going to put up points. So Nick Mullins is going to have to throw the ball. Um, I-, I think Addison, the floor isn't the sturdiest, but the upside is worth getting him back.
2: in your lineup. I think that's sort of the thing, right? I mean, now that we've seen that Nick Mullins can get the ball out to the playmakers again, It's sort of like Case Keenum. I'm not starting Nick Mullins, um, but he got the ball out to Addison. He got it out to Justin Jefferson. So I feel a little bit more confident. And again, a game that potentially could be back and forth, could be high scoring means a lot more opportunities. Uh, you know, I'm not the only person who's mentioned this. It's been mentioned in several places. Nick Mullins had a good fantasy game last week. He had a bad real-life game. It looked terrible. <laughs> it looked awful. The fantasy points ended up being nice, but it was not It was not a clean game for Nick Mullins that, at all. That
3: second touchdown pass to Jordan Addison
2: in particular, what were you thinking, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> just hand the ball off from the one-yard line. Just, what are you doing? But it worked out for if you had the stones to start Nick Mullins at fantasy, and if you did, uh, I want to shake your hand because you're a braver person than I am. Uh, commanders at the Jets. Terry McLaurin had a huge second half when Jacoby Brissett came in there and just started chucking the ball downfield. But they're going to go back to Sam Howell this week. The Jets defense still very good. Do we get away from Scary Terry? And what do you do on the Jets side? Look, looks like it may be Trevor Simeon. Uh, what are you doing for the with the Jets uh, offensive players there?
3: I have a uh, scary Terry as a sit this week with with the preference being like if you're in a deep league like I have one league where we start three wide receivers and two flexes and waiver wires lock at the start of the playoffs I have no choice but to play Terry McLaurin this week but yesterday or let like, this past week I mean first game in his last 18 games where he has gone over 100 yards the only issue is 93 of those yards the touchdown and 18 fantasy points came from Jacoby Brissett You know how tough the matchup is with the Jets. Sam Howell and him haven't been on the same page. For the Jets, guys, I still think you play Brees Hall because the commander's defense is atrocious. Garrett Wilson is the other one that, let's be honest, you're only considering those two. Um... He's still an option, but he becomes a lot more riskier in my opinion with Trevor Simeon.
2: I'm I'm just rolling with the Jets I've been rolling with all year, which is Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, just because regardless of who the quarterback has been, those guys are still getting the majority of the touches. And and so that combined with a terrible, terrible commander's defense, uh means I can sort of count on those guys there. On the other side, I'm with you. I think you stay away from Terry McLaurin. I think You know, fantasy season for him is done with the Jets this week and the 49ers next week. Yeah, Just not a lot of reason to be confident about Terry McLaurin uh, coming up. Seahawks and the Titans. Derrick Henry, normally we're used to him just rolling through December. The weather gets cold. You get this big tractor of a man running the football at you and you get a lot of people trying to make business decisions. That wasn't the case last week. He had uh, 20 touches, had 10 total yards this week he has the Seahawks. Is it time to get away from Derrick Henry?
3: I do not think so. I, I still have him as a start this week. I know a lot of people were tweeting on Sunday like, Derrick Henry's costing me. I'm done with him. I'm not, And I'm like, okay, you, you don't have to play him. But 20 touches last week despite the low fantasy numbers. And – 18 or more fantasy points in his three prior games. The Seahawks allowed the most yard, rushing yards and touchdowns to running backs since Week Nine. I know he disappointed you last week. You have to have a short memory in this game. You have to go with what got you here and the the
2: volume, the upside, all of that. You have to leave Derrick Henry in your lineup. I think you leave him in the lineup. I mean, see, here's the thing about the Seattle run defense. It's bad. And so that enough is reason to get Derrick Henry in there. I also sort of like Tyje Spears potentially uh, as a deep sleeper, just in case the Titans find themselves playing from behind or in a close game because Spears is going to get those targets. But this feels like a very Derrick friend, uh, Derrick Henry friendly game script and a very Derrick Henry friendly matchup here. So even if you are frustrated, if you somehow survived with Derrick Henry last week, this is, I think, going to be a much better opportunity for you. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the rest of the Week 16 matchups.